0: This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. The Vatican is preparing for a Jubilee Year of Holiness, dedicated to, among other things, ecumenism, and how great Vatican II was. Yeah, this is part of the larger push to teach all the wonders and benefits of the greatest council ever, and the spirit it unleashed that upended the Church and Western civilization to those of us who are resistant to its novelties. Francis is all in on the Council, which makes sense, since he is quite literally the living, breathing embodiment of that spirit that upended civilization and the Church, the so-called spirit of Vatican II. The Vatican is so dedicated to this project of saving their revolution in the Church that they are dedicating a Jubilee year to teaching that Council to the faithful, which begs a question. If that Council was so great, and if it bore such wonderful fruits, Why do you need to repeatedly tell us how great it was? That problem didn't happen with the Council of Trent or Nicaea or Chalcedon or the rest. Yes, some councils have messy consequences or side effects, such as Chalcedon or Vatican I, which led to some groups going into either formal or quasi-schism with Rome, but Vatican II was something else entirely. And usually, you don't have to sell councils of the church to the laity like this 60 years after they've closed so what gives this time? Let's examine that question today. Our story comes from Kath.net, which is, uh, well, like a slightly more moderate German vi- version of LifeSite News. They ran this headline, Preparations for Holy Year 2025 are in full swing. The article is in German, but I am using a functional translation here for it to make sense. The Jubilee year is dedicated to the universal call of holiness, which is probably the best thing, maybe the only really good thing to come out of Vatican II, but it's also dedicated to that council itself, as well as to ecumenical dialogue. And it hasn't occurred to anyone that you can't have a universal call to holiness and a celebration of schismatic groups and their heresies at the same time. Ecumenical dialogue is the enthronement of lukewarmness in the church, and by definition, the holy are not lukewarm. So you can't have a universal call to holiness from something that also calls for ecumenical dialogue, and to stop telling the mean truth to groups that can't possibly offer salvation. Do you see the problem here? But the Jubilee year will also be the year that the Vatican really pushes its re-education of the faithful and accepting Vatican II and all of its wonderful fruits, because that of course makes any sense for a Jubilee year. It's just a weird thing to do in a Jubilee year, and I'll go over and define what a Jubilee year here is in a moment. From the article, quote, Motto Pilgrims of Hope. The theme of the Jubilee will also be dedicated to the Second Vatican Council under the motto Pilgrims of Hope. For this reason, the Vatican published so called Council Notebooks. The central contents of the Council are described in the 35 booklets. The series is currently available in Italian and Spanish, but will be translated into other languages. At the same time, 2025 marks the 1,700th anniversary of the first Ecumenical Council of of Nicaea. In the year 325, the basics of the Christian faith were formulated. That is why other Christian denominations should also take part in the Holy Year. An ecumenical commission supports the organization. Other commissions are responsible for the cultural programs or contact with the local churches. The calendar with dates on special Focal points of the Holy Year is already well-filled. A special program for young people is planned for late July and early August 2025. This applies to sick and disabled people in April and to older people in October. June is devoted almost exclusively to church people." End quote. You know, I would bet uh, church historians would dispute the idea that the particulars of the Christian faith were formulated in 325. But anyway, let's continue. If you don't know what a Jubilee year is, I will let the Vatican website tell you in their own words. Jubilee years have happened in the church for quite a long time, and there's nothing heterodox or erroneous about them. I'll have everything I cite today, by the way, uh, and the articles as well, linked in my show notes at returntotradition.org. If you want to read them for yourself, just look for today's post with the the title of today's video, and you'll find it there. But what's a jubilee year? According to jubileo2025.it slash en, we get the short explanation. Quote, The next Jubilee will be in 2025, and there is great expectation among the faithful from all over the world. It is important also to recognize and respect by other faiths around the world. The last Jubilee was the extraordinary one of 2015, wanted by Pope Francis. The one that will take place in 2025 will be the second one with Pope Francis. As many know, the Jubilee is a special year of grace in which the Catholic Church offers the faithful the possibility of asking for a plenary indulgence. That is, the remission of sins for themselves, or for deceased relatives. A jubilee usually lasts a year and a few days. It begins just before the Christian Christmas and ends the epiphany of the following year. The most exciting and well-known rite is certainly the opening of the Holy Door. This gate is open only during the jubilee year, and the four main ones are the major basilicas of Rome. St. Peter, Archbasilica of St. John Lateran, St. Paul outside the walls, and St. Mary Major. The first to be open is St. Peter's Basilica. The other doors are opened in the following days and remain open until the end of the Jubilee, when they are once again walled up, end quote. Okay, so I remember 2015's Jubilee year that Francis had, and and it featured one of the best things he's done in his time running the church into the ground. He had every diocese in the world established pilgrimage sites that if you visited, you received indulgences with the usual stipulations. I would like to see that happen again, but honestly, tying that to propaganda for Vatican II is more than a little unsettling. Now, according to the USCCB, to participate in the Roman pilgrim sites, you'll need to download an app. Yes, yes, the Vatican is going fully digital with this, which is more than a little annoying. I wonder how pilgrims from developing countries who don't have the means to download an app because they can't afford smartphones will be treated when they try to participate or how will it ju- how will just a person too poor to have reasonably recent smartphone be treated if they try to participate in general regardless of where they're from i'd hope rome will have alternative systems in mind for those in that situation because usually groups like this are left out of the planning process the usccb has published the following on their site quote the vatican office in charge of coordinating plans for the holy year 2025 announced they are launching a new site and releasing an app to help people register and to guide them along their pilgrimage in Rome. By registering online at a web address or on the Jubilee app, people will receive a free digital pilgrims card, which will be needed to participate in Jubilee events, especially gaining access to the Holy Door at St. Peter's Basilica, said Monsignor Graham Bell, undersecretary of the Dicastery for Evangelizations section that is coordinating the Holy Year. The Jubilee website was to go live May 10th and be available in nine languages, he said, at a news conference at the Vatican May 9th. People can begin registering online starting in September, he said. By clicking on the Participate button, after registering, people will be able to access a personal page on the site's Pilgrim Zone, which will also go live in September. Registrants will receive a digital Pilgrim's card, which is a personal QR code needed to access Jubilee events and better facilitate the pilgrimage to the Holy Door, the Monsignor said. There also will be an option to purchase a service card for a nominal fee to receive special discounts for transportation, lodging, food, and museums during the pilgrimage. The Jubilee website and app will give news and information on the Holy Door of St. Peter's and the other basilicas, as well as offer the possibility of organizing one's own pilgrimage within the city, Monsignor Bell said. People can choose from three proposed pilgrimages, the traditional pilgrimage of St. Philip Neri with the seven churches, the pilgrimage on the churches dedicated to the women doctors of the church and the patrons of Europe, and the Ita-Europeam, Europeum, is the 28 churches and 27 different European countries, plus the church that represents the European Union, end lengthy quote. By the way, does that a uh, QR code stuff sound a little familiar, too, going back to, you know, the affliction of 2020. Think about it for a moment. But predictably, the Vatican is using childish art, once again, to be hip and relevant to young people. I mean, take a look at this silliness. We've seen a variation on this art before from some synod or another in recent years, and now it's reared its ugly head once again. What, pray tell, happened to sacred art? How did the sense of the sacred in the Vatican get so distorted that they've lost the basic sense of what is and is not beautiful? Is that another fruit of the council? I'm curious, though, will you participate in this? The National Bishop's Conference of your country requires a digital registration to participate, complete with a QR code. Will you d- participate or will you casually decline it? And what do you think about Vatican II being such a central focus of this Jubilee year? Is it a sign that their council is so badly received that they're going to great lengths to convince you to that, of just how great and wonderful and successful it was? And if it really was that great, wonderful, and successful, well, they need to push it with this much force and constantly need to push it. I'm reminded of this focus going back to Traditionis Custodis, where Francis said that one of the prerequisites for a diocese even having a Latin Mass was that there would be an effort by the bishops of those dioceses to convince the laity and to teach them about how wonderful Vatican II was. Is this more of that? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.